Well, thank you guys for joining us today. Um, <clears throat> I was just telling Adam Paul here, he's, he's our guest speaker today, but I was letting him know a little bit about the community and kind of what we're doing here. Um, you know, he's, he's our guest speaker, but it's interesting how many people like the group and they like what we're doing here, but they just don't understand the purpose behind it aside from hopefully we're helping each other, right? We're helping businesses. So the idea with the community is it was fostered to help create growth and proactive, you know, passion and positive messaging for small businesses. Obviously 2020 has been nothing but pessimism if you just look in the news. And so what we're trying to do is read between the lines. We're trying to find the people that are visionaries that are creating motion and we're, we're coming together as a community to kind of collaborate, elevate, advocate and, and push forward. So um, I'd love to have everybody introduce themselves and, and we can just kind of go from there and then, and then we'll let Adam Paul share some of his story and his background. So um, Jonathan, you want to start first and then Ben and Rachel, you guys can introduce yourselves. Yeah, sure thing. Hi, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. Adam, I can't wait to hear um, your presentation. My name is Jonathan. I am a, uh, an engagement manager for GoDaddy. So I've worked with Rachel in building this community and then do everything from talking to people to figuring out how we're going to talk to people <laughs> um, and all that good stuff. I guess I'll go next. Hey, um, Rachel McCool from GoDaddy. Um, community manager and and the kind of founder of the group, um, co-founding with Jonathan, a couple other team members. Um, you know, we're, we're all about you guys. Um, we're in business because of small businesses. And, you know, we, you know, personally for me, this is what my job's all about, is meeting you guys, talking to you guys, hearing your stories and figuring out how we can help for you to be successful. So thanks for doing this, Adam. And thanks for, you know, our guests, um, Adam Paul, great. Can't wait to hear your story. And yeah. hi, Ben. <laughs> nice to meet you, and I can't wait to share. Yeah, thanks, guys. My name is Ben Lacoste. I'm located in Columbus, Ohio. I'm a business performance advisor with uh, Insperity. So, um, yeah, a lot of, you know, Adam and I have talked, and a lot of what he's trying to do is help businesses uh, succeed. And that you know, falls in line with what we do from helping businesses run a little bit better and grow faster. And at the end of the day, uh, make more money in whatever uh, you know situation, economic situation we're in right now. And uh, so, uh, full disclosure, I I am helping the wife or doing my job as a parent, not helping the wife. Uh, <laughs> so I may pop in and out as childcare duties uh, pop into my life. So, uh, so if I go away, it's not because I'm bored. Um, <laughs> so thanks, guys. No worries. Looks like Jesse, we've got a late joiner. Jesse, you want to introduce yourself to the group here? Yeah, sure. Hey, I'm uh, Jesse Wilson. I work uh, for GoDaddy. Um, I'm one of the admins of the, the group as well, though I have not been uh, in the uh, we're gonna be conversations or anything like that. So, um, but just wanted to, I, I, I know Rachel's been attending these and I just uh, thought I'd stop in and check it out too. Beautiful. Well, thank you. And nice to meet you, Adam. I've seen your post a number of times, so it's always nice to, I mean, I could say I put a name with a face or put a face with a name, but I mean, I've already seen your picture, so. Yeah, no, it's all right. It's, it's good to feel more like a community. So I appreciate yeah. joining us and, and participating in this, you know, this meetup. I'm excited to hear from AP. You know, Adam Paul's got a pretty cool story on his, on his background, his life. 
the places he's been, the people he's seen, and what he's doing to kind of elevate small business moving forward. Um, and the guy's a serial entrepreneur, so I'm excited to hear from him. Adam Paul, why don't you introduce yourself and uh, just tell us a little bit about your background, and, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, Adam Paul, first of all, nice to meet all of you. Um, I am 41. Uh, Adam Paul Smolak. I was born in Skokie, Illinois. Uh, moved to Glenview, Illinois about a year after and uh, uh, went, rose through the public education system. Um, great system. And then uh, went to school, went to college um, at Union College in New York. Um, and uh, I guess to stop there, um, when I, before college and during college, I was very entrepreneurial. Um, I had already started uh, a couple of businesses. Um, I started stock trading when I was eight or nine, and I started to, uh, uh, you know, seal coding businesses and different um, local businesses. Um, and then when I went to New York for college, um, I, I was fortunate enough to go on a term abroad to China. Um, on that term, uh, I kind of took a trip to Thailand. And that was my first global business. I started uh, to wrap a, a tailor, a manufacturer in Thailand. And I put together a company called eTailor for big and tall folk um, on custom wear. Um, and then uh, as I continued, I, I, I worked in the, the, the political landscape for a couple campaigns. Um, I saw that I love politics. I, I love America. But uh, in truth, I was a natural entrepreneur. I had spent some time in China, decided to graduate and go back to China. Um, this was 2001 now um, that I've moved to, 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 to Beijing for a couple of months. I took a job with some former Mercer Consulting guys who left Motorola as well and put together a big um, content, 2.5G content business. Um, I stayed for a couple of months. A guy who uh, came to that firm at the same time I did when I had sold his company, a guy named Frank Ye, Ye Yifei, him and I leave the company and start my first major company, which is joybc.com, an online education company. Um, within about a year, we had 1.2 million subscribers. Uh, we branched out into multimedia. Um, we were the first uh, 2.5G mobile TV station um, in China, uh, partnered with China Telecom, China Unicom. Um, I believe China Netcom uh, also uh, sold our content later. Um, so that was the early days of China, um, Baidu, NetEase, all these companies that you see today, just starting back then. And I was working Hi. with those. You're intelligent assistant. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, no problem. <laughs> to, to put content out. Um, from that point, um, uh, I didn't want to raise money. I kept it as a private company. We looked at Siemens Capital and many other options that were looking to invest in the, the business. Instead of taking money, because I saw that by the second round of capital, I would lose control. Um, I shifted a division into corporate training. And that was the time when corporations all over the world were moving their operations to China. This was 201, 202. Um, so I started uh, a consulting business, uh, creating internal universities for corporations. And um, that, that company, um, I sold it uh, two years ago, uh, after like 16 years or so. Um, that company serviced everything from Ford, Alcatel, Lucent, a major companies um, in a 16 year period, we ended up working with a couple hundred companies and um, you know, uh, I think 
250,000 students we served. Um, at the same time, I used that money to buy into uh, to a factory, polyester manufacturer um, in Nanjing, China, uh, that made the base product of toe straps and such. Um, at that time, um, I also got a call from uh, the head of uh, African American education in the United States um, uh, for uh, its HBCU, Historically Black College University. They asked me if I wanted to be president of a new entrepreneurship initiative. Um, they couldn't invest in China. I would invest and they would give me accreditation um, from um, the southern regions. Um, we did. I ended up creating the first um, university for American entrepreneurship in China. 99% of the folks were, uh, were black. Um, um, uh, you know, it was uh, pretty much a African-American focus taking folks from Jackson, Mississippi, um, and those regions who had never been out of the country and teaching them supply chain, teaching them how to purchase something, how to brand something, and how to trade, sell it back to another market. Um, I continued, I bought another factory, um, and then I opened a nightclub, um, and then I, um, I decided in 2012, that China was unraveling. I had been through a couple of choppy markets and um, I decided to move back to the United States to take that capital and put it into the United States and build into retail businesses because retail has a higher margin. And since then I've, uh, through my company, Smolak Industries, which is a family holding company that I've taken these businesses through. Um, and, I, and I had other businesses I'm not mentioning, a couple others like a logistics company and a, a, a purchasing company that still exists today, Smolik Partners. I took all these businesses. I decided what I wanted to do. I reinvested into America in several ways. I'm currently have about 14 private investments and I am an equities trader. And, you know, I, that, that's, that's my story. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, talk about spitting out your life in, uh, in a few minutes, right? Um, You've been all over the place. And I just, I love the fact that as you tell your story, it wasn't that you had this one vision from when you started to end. It's not the A to B destination, which people, you know, as we're growing up, that's what we think it's going to be, right? But we get into the real world and we know that it's the converse of that. We meet people, they influence us, we see perspectives, we travel the world. You were able to travel the world and, and kind of see that the world is big but small, connected and, and capable. As a community, you're able to start these businesses and you found opportunity in, in diversity and elevating others. And then as things shifted, you took that focus and that shift and you kept going. You didn't let yourself fall short or just stop. I love the fact that even though you saw, like you said, things unraveling, you took the capital you had made and reinvested to start small businesses, which affected a lot of people's lives. I mean, we're talking about employment, logistics, people that are, I mean, brand managers, <laughs> insurance companies, advocates, and, and people that work with your business, you influenced all of them because you didn't give up the ghost when things got hard. So I, I love that. I mean, it's, uh, it's a cool story. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. I think I just would say that I think natural entrepreneurs, they love that. They love it. It's like a, a trader. You know, today I'm looking at the equity markets and, um, um, you know, a lot of the market is down. Um, everybody was talking about Apple. Everyone was talking about Tesla and how hot they were. They're, uh, 
you know, if you would have bought in three days ago, you're down 20% on Tesla. Um, you know, and oil is seen as overlooked, but in my opinion, oil's going higher, interest rates are going higher, inflation's going higher, whether the Fed wants it or not. As an investor, and that's what I do, I want to put my money to use. I want to take $100, get a return and reuse it and flip it. And to me, you always have to understand all facets of a private market as well as a public market. If you're going to be a true entrepreneur and you like the ups and downs, because without downs, there's no opportunity. So that volatility creates opportunity. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. I mean, we saw that, what, just a couple of weeks ago, these mega corporations were all signing on, asking Congress for more support for small business because they know that the house of cards will fall without that base support. Like you said, the private to the public sector, there, there's an interweb, you know, support system where if, if, if one thing's not moving, the other thing's not moving, you know, and it's, we like ups and downs. As entrepreneurs, it's what excites us. If everything was stagnant, which I think a lot of people are starting to kind of feel being closed off in their own world with the pandemic, they feel like it's stagnant. And so I think it's important that we highlight the fact that people are still out there, they're still building, they're still moving. And that's what I love about what you're doing is because your story is powerful in the fact that you've been through the up and down market. And even now in 2020, when things are closed down in a lot of states or open and shut and it's just not consistency, you and your team are still moving forward. I know that you guys are actually getting ready to launch a few new things here in the future. So I just, I love it. Well, you know, right now I'm actively running. Um, I'll, I'll put a few things out there just to understand how I'm shifting my businesses. Is that acceptable? Would people want to hear that? How I'm reinvesting? Yeah. Yeah, and I have a quick question uh, when you're done. So but as long as we have enough time for questions, I have a question at the end. Do you want to just throw that in now? And so my big one, so I, because I, I, I totally agree. Everything, everything Adam just mentioned about you is so, it rings so true. And one of the things that I've noticed with talking to a lot of these entrepreneurs over the past, you know, six months through the beginning of, you know, just hang on guys, we don't know what this is going to be to now we're six months into it. And a lot of people really are, it, there's, there's just a fear. There's a big fear I, I can see from people thinking of making a change or of really, you know, people thinking, I want to start a business right now, but it's a pandemic. What, what, that's not a smart thing to do. I think one of the things that I'd be so curious to hear from you and something that I am eagerly looking to absorb so I can regurgitate it in some of my engagements when I'm talking to these people is what, what is it about right now or what is it about these difficult times you know you see you know china china's going down so i'm going to leave when do you see opportunities like things are going down but i'm going to invest when do you see opportunities like a pandemic right now this is a pandemic a lot of people are making their businesses right now and it's a very successful time for people to make businesses what do you tell someone to convince them of that if there's just so much fear to get, to get through that Because I can't uh, think of it. <laughs> I can't think of it because I know it's there. And, you know, bravery plays, bravery alone just plays such a big part in it, right? People who just are ballsy and are like, I want to do this and nothing's going to stop me. But these people who have, you know, families or they're just maybe not super confident, as you said earlier, there are a lot of people who are just born entrepreneurs and they're just born to do it. And then there are some people who I think might come into it, but they're still a little hesitant about kind of going over that cliff, especially in a time right now. How do you, what would you tell someone? How would you give them advice to kind of see through this 
crisis, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, and just see the big picture? Okay. So I have been advising entrepreneurs for about 20 years. Um, from corporate entrepreneurship, I've worked with, you know, from Ford to um, Solar Rain and, you know, really large companies. And um, then with individuals, I've worked with the smallest entrepreneurs in terms of starts, people that are going to GoDaddy. Um, I would use GoDaddy. I love GoDaddy. Um, I love the fact that um, GoDaddy is a platform for entrepreneurship and everybody says, hey, I want to buy this domain name on GoDaddy. I want to do this business. Mm -hmm. And they got it, but they don't know yeah. how to structure that business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they come to me and say, I got this opportunity. What should I do, Adam Paul? And the corporations say, what should I do to add more money? Mostly I work on a sales or development BD. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think um, whether you're a huge company that's looking to be entrepreneurial or an individual that's looking to be an entrepreneurial, um, well, it's all about if the asset is expensive, if the business has margins or opportunity, you have to look at the specific, you have to case the specific business out and see if that is a timely business, if the market psychology around that business works, right? And if talent to power that business is actually there. Let's take it from an abstract level and let's look at it from a detailed level. Secure, my company. Um, it's a product development company. I have patents. I've, you know, it's really a product development company that is a channel management company where, with redneck trailers, folks like AutoZone, um, you know, big companies, smaller, medium distributors. As I've seen my product business deteriorate in the last couple of months, and Adam Grigg knows because he's my insurance agent, um, what am I doing? I'm buying trucks. I'm buying trucks to get in the delivery game. And it's called hot shot trucking. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I saw an opportunity because I see transport and logistics is key to the future of the United States. And I'm servicing hot shot truckers and the trucking industry itself with my solutions, my products. So I'm dealing with them all the time. And so for me to pivot as a businessman, I'm looking at cash, right? Cash businesses that fit in with today's market. A dollar eighty a mile is what you get paid as a driver. Mm -hmm. Okay. And if you can drive five to seven hundred miles a day, and then you look at gas prices, and I think gas is going to rise, but if you look at that and you take that out and you take out insurance, you see a healthy clip. You see growth. You see you can make money there. And then two, I look at it and say, okay, how can I leverage that with my my current business? Okay. And third, I say, can I expand this to make money? How can I have fleet? And I look at that business and I say, this fits the time. And this is something that I can grow and I can build into a department that, that throws off cash. Second of all, I'm investing in alcohol. I'm looking at um, investments in alcohol brands because I think alcohol in the next couple of years will make money. I think more people will be at home. I think that that business makes money. I've looked at 
um, alcohol in a couple of ways, not only a brand alcohol, but I like distribution. I won't give you the specific idea, but um, with state, with coronavirus, states are changing their alcohol policies for you can carry out. I hear you, man. Bopping down Broadway with one. Let me tell you, it's, a, it's the life I'm ready to live. Right. So, so, so you're seeing a change in consumer habit. I don't think retail is dead, for example. I think retail, it's a great time to be a retailer. Mm-hmm. I think they're all wrong. I think it's a great time to be an oil company. I think there's a lot of good things that they're wrong about. You have to find those, you know, so as an entrepreneur, I'm investing in oil. I think that's an entrepreneur move. I bought Exxon stock. As an entrepreneur, I'm looking at the transportation industry and my buy in Exxon is a hedge to my transportation. Play and investing in trucks, that throws off cash. I invested in the supplement business. Um, in, I, I created a product that's a competitor, competitor to five hour energy. Why did I get in supplements? Because supplements in this time, people are looking at personal health. So I, I went from heavy metal industrial because I'm still, I still have that and I still have inventory, but I shifted cash into supplements, into trucks to try to be entrepreneurial. That's what I'm talking to people all across the country, yeah. people from Georgia and Mississippi, both of those states. Um, I volunteer to um, work with entrepreneurs and those entrepreneurs that have nowhere to go call me and I'm in Arizona, Tucson right now. Yeah. Um, and they call me and say, hey, what should I do? This person gave me a contact, the head of import-export for Georgia, small business, gave me your name. How, I say, how are you doing? What, what are you looking at? Well, I'm looking at this. I think right now rolling papers is a good business, but I don't know how to get in. A lot of people smoke. Marijuana is a big industry. I think there's a rolling paper. Okay, how do I get in? Good opportunity. Is the business make sense for you? Let's talk. I think C where the opportunity, where your passion lies, and where, where the market's heading. Long answer, but that's what I, that's no, what I see. Great. I've been taking notes the whole time. I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, is there anything you see? Is there a ripoff that you want to discuss? Um, no, not, not in particular. Because we get people from all, kind of like to your point, we get people from all across, you know, people who have like very established, successful businesses to people who are, you know, sending us a message going, I want to start a business right now. What do I do? And it's, you know, GoDaddy very much as a provider of the tools and services. We get a lot of people who come to us and, you know, uh, they think, think we're career coaches. They think we do this kind of career coaching. And to a degree, we definitely are when, especially if you've got guides and that also lets me know that we're doing something right on social. If people think they can come to us and get answers, which they totally can. Oh, yeah. But it's also, there are some times where I won't, I don't want to tell people the wrong thing, but being able to kind of take that step back and let people know, like whatever your business you're going into right now, it's obviously, it's about what you love to do, but it's also about taking that step back from what's very precious and personal to you and looking at what is the market right now? What do people need? What, you know, it's, it's that looking back at that. So having, having that insight from you is super helpful and I can distill all that down and, you know, we'll be helping, we'll be helping people throughout the day. So I look at entrepreneurship like I look at human relationships. Psychology entrepreneurship and business is nothing more than psychology. The market is nothing more than psychology. Apple or Tesla falling gives people an opportunity that it's cheap. You know, it's not cheap, Mm -hmm. but they think it's cheap. Okay. So psychology is key. There isn't a vaccine, but people think there's going to be a vaccine. They don't know if it's going to work, 
but the stock market will rise. Well, I'm from my, my Kodak. I'm from Rochester. Kodak, everything that just happened with Kodak has complete. I'm, you know, Rochester's in the pits right now, but everything that happened with there over the past couple of weeks has been insane to watch. I thought the company was dead. I, I, I thought company, I did not know Kodak existed anymore. I grew up there. And to read this and the, to see how they've innovated in the space how they themselves have gone from people don't want these, you know, mini disposable cameras anymore, but we're going to continue these chemical plants and we're going to wait for that opportunity to come our way has been nuts, has been wild to read about. Well, it's just like Rochester and Schenectady. I went to school in Schenectady. Uh, yeah, okay. I know you said union and I was like, haha, my whole family's from Utica. Right. So when you look at the market in Schenectady, GE um, had its headquarters in Schenectady, R Rochester, RPI, Rensselaer Polytech Institute yeah. is one of the best engineering schools in the country. Okay. Mm -hmm. Both top 10 in engineering different ways and both are liberal arts schools. The fact is that region was decimated when GE pulled out. But if you look now, there's a renaissance in that region, oh, yeah. not only because the community is very active, but also because uh, companies like P1 Industries are getting into metalwork and component manufacturing. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think there is going to be a huge change in markets um, and where investments go. Look at the South of the United States. I've been telling people for a long time, there's no action in the North. It's not Detroit's crumbling. It's the North is crumbling because mm -hmm. probably some unionization. It's also because poverty really seeped in South. It was cheaper a living. And now what's happening is manufacturers, as they come back to the United States and they're gonna come back in spades, are gonna head South because that's where the space is, that's where it's easier to build, that's where the employment lies. Look at the population, look at Dallas, Texas. From Dallas to Fort Worth has nine million people now. I mean, it's bigger than Chicago region. Wow. Dallas is bigger than Chicago. There's more people moving from Southern states to Dallas than anywhere else, okay? I mean, Dallas and Austin and Houston, that's where to be. That's why they're building the maglev train there. Mm -hmm. So the point becomes, that as things shift, that's good, but you have to shift. You can't stick in Ohio and think you're gonna make the money. You have to go where the opportunities are. I've been working in Mississippi for 15 years. It's one of the, it's great, got great opportunities, okay? So my point is you have to look south. Also, the most important thing, I lived in China under a communist system for 14 years full time. I speak fluent Chinese. And I say that, I don't know if it's fluent, fluent to the point of, you know, I, there's different levels of fluency, but I, yeah. I've lived there for 14 years. I've been, I have offices too in China. I've been actively 20 years. We don't understand how lucky we are. And it, it makes me tear up sometimes to see this country so divided when we got so much good going on. You know, we take what's going on with BLM um, sometimes as, uh, or the Chinese put it out there is we have problems, but what we do is we have solutions and we're working on a conversation. We're a market that continually evolves is what I'm trying to say. And, um, one of the evolutions that we don't see as a public that's about to happen is America is going to have a huge Renaissance. See, I know that China looks big and bad. But when you block everything, and two, when everything is up in value, when they have a good run, when a stock has a good run, people are going to take profits.
And what's happened is China's got really expensive, for example, and China has complications politically. And America's gotten really cheap. America's got clean air. America's got laws. America's got fresh water. America's got continued food. Okay, we make more food than we can eat. Unfortunately, it goes to waste. The fact becomes, we have really good bones in this country. And we have a spirit. And we have talented workers we left in the dust because we moved everything overseas. And so what's happening now because of politics, because of economics, because of regional manufacturing, because of 3D printing, there is going to be, and because everything just got terrorized economically, GoDaddy is going to have more entrepreneurs buying domains than ever before. Entrepreneurship in this country is going to go crazy. And if you think that these bars and restaurants are going to sit idle while these people are scheming about, they can't have a job, right? They, they can't go to work. So what are they going to do? They're going to do what Americans have always done. And they're going to get together and they're going to create opportunities. They're going to use these spaces. Retail's not dead. None of that's dead, right? It's just going to shift. And that's where I think America's in a good place. So I've also reinvested in America. Fabulous. Dang, I got chills from that. Woo! Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I believe that there is an entrepreneurial renaissance that is definitely going on. And I love the fact that you highlighted in your story, relevance and proximity to when somebody wants to start a business. They have to be relevant and it has to be close to them. And then you go from the abstract to detail. Like you said, you figure out what your market is and how to do it right. And I love that this community and, and these movers and shakers like what we've got here are sharing these stories and sharing these insights because people want to grow and people want to know. You have to come from a desire to inspire before you require, right? You have to come from the inspirational point before you tell somebody what to do. But if it's, if it's in proximity and they know that they can make it happen and they've got the support system like UAP as a mentor or, or Ben, Ben on here is also you know, a, a coach and a performance coach and Jonathan's a fantastic storyteller, you know, and Brian's got connections with, with uh, people that want to help boost and leverage, like you said, profit margins and make sure that we can invest in new businesses. These are people that can help elevate each other as long as you've got the relevance and proximity. So I just love that. I love that you came from a point of passion and the, the ad adapt and adopt. You adapt to the new changes, you adopt new techniques or new business styles, and you make things happen. So thank you for sharing that, AP. I really appreciate that. Thank and you for creating the channel for mentorship. Yeah, I've got, to drop, I've got to drop to a 12.30 meeting, you guys, but I just want to say thank you so much, Adam Paul. Adam, thank you so much for putting this together and for chatting with us. Um, I've got to run, but keep the conversation going, and I really, really appreciate you chatting with me. Thank you so much. Bye. Have a great thank day, you. Nice talking. Hey Ben, you guys, uh, you got any questions for AP? No, it's, it, uh, it is very interesting. I, uh, unfortunately, I got to drop to a 1230 as well. But, um, you know, just, I just love that hearing different perspectives, um, especially looking at things on the global scale. And I think about, um, you know, I was talking to somebody earlier, uh, I guess mine's, that's 1245, I guess is my call. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I was talking to somebody earlier and they were just, it's a growing business that uh, kind of, they are at that 
you know, the rubber band was about to snap if they didn't make some improvements internally and finding better, uh, get better processes, better people as it relates to managing that growth. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, you mentioned kind of looking at things globally in their case, their focus in the initial conversation, of course, I'm going to ask them to scoot back their view, right? But, um, you know, so often it's so easy to look at this one minute thing that they're dealing with in their business thinking that that's the problem. You know, that's why they can't find the, the talented people that they need. Uh, they're a contractor. Um, and so they're doing, you know, home remodels and that sort of thing. And they're, they're looking at their you know, one little thing of, oh, we have a, we do a really, we have a really bad system for uh, bringing employees for our candidates into becoming employees. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, if you're the prettiest girl at the dance, people are going to find a way to find you, right? So let's, mm -hmm. let's fix, you know, <laughs> we got to make sure you're the prettiest girl at the dance first. And then, you know, then that the rest will fall. So it's um, so kind of tying back to you. I mean, if the opportunity it, you know, identifying the right opportunity, the right, um, you know, avenue will provide itself there. So um, very cool stuff. Love hearing the different perspectives and even myself, right? I've got to take these opportunities to kind of scoop back my view that we can all become so tunnel focused. And um, so this is just fantastic for my own development. So thank you. Um, so you guys have a great rest of the day and uh, thanks so much. And Adam, are we doing another one of these and you do about once a month ish or is that these are, right? these are weekly all the way through October. So, Oh, it's weekly. Okay, cool. All right. All right. So, um, sometimes the, the weeks seem like months, I guess. <laughs> Just more. Yeah. Well, Hey, thanks guys. Have a great day. All right. All right, man. Bye, sir. Nice. I'd love to hear from you next time. Absolutely. Love, love to chat further, Adam Paul. Thank you, sure, guys. Hey, Brian, do you want to uh, ask Adam Paul anything before we let him go? Sorry there, I was unmuting and turning my camera on. No, th thanks a lot. I mean, I, I really enjoyed listening. Um, I dialed in a few minutes late, but great story, great experience. And uh, I really like it, uh, like hearing about other people mentoring uh, early stage companies and you know, the earliest of startups. Um, that's a lot of what uh, I'm trying to do here in Columbus. Um, and, you know, try to provide an alternative to some of the more predatory um, quasi VC types uh, lurking about and, uh, and give folks a real chance to, um, to succeed. So thanks. Thanks a lot. Well, can I just say this, Brian? I yeah. Think, um, yeah, that's great. Um, one of the in China uh, from 201 to 214, it was a weird time because you saw that I, I went to a communist country and they were so capitalist. They had incubation zone after incubation zone. They had so many incubators to zones to support to encouragement to subsidization i mean my grandfather uh stormed normandy on d-day you know every my family was in the military my mom chose to be a public teacher and my dad was a probation officer in the south side of chicago the idea of service was important and an entrepreneur i was looking to solve the world's problems you know 
well, why else would I be in this? Now, I'm not in for the money, honestly. I was in it for the problem solving. I love it. And uh, it broke my heart kind of to, as I was sitting, I came back and like, I had, I got SARS in 202. And, uh, I had to come back to the United States and I went to an accountant, uh, my family accountant in, in uh, Chicago area. And the, the gentleman um, wouldn't help me with my taxes because it was too complicated. Mm-hmm. He said, go to a big five. I'm sitting there. I'm 21, 22 years old. I got no money for a big five. I couldn't and I had no one that I, everybody I asked for, like, like I went to, I told you I went to raise money from Siemens and different companies. And I felt they were really poaching me. Mm-hmm. And they didn't care about me after two rounds. I would, I would be out of control. And so as I was in China, I was doing all this entrepreneurial stuff I, I mentioned, and it gets more detail, but no one was there for me. Right. You know, no one mentored me. I'm 41. I've never had a mentor. The closest guy that started WinRAR, dot RAR, the compression site, he's 40 years older and I met him in, when I was 21 in a software convention in Rochester and he's mentored me. He hasn't mentored me. We've been friends. We've helped each other. Yeah, okay? sure. But the point is there's been no one. And so when Obama administration came to me in 208, because that's he had won and then they gave me the program. And when I looked at America, I said, I can't be in China anymore. I have to build this country. And when I came back, I still see very few resources for entrepreneurs. They can't get loans, advice that that isn't predatory, like you said. They don't understand how to structure deals. If America is going to have a resurgence, it has to entrepreneurship has to improve and support. We're giving all these trillions of dollars away. We could have given it. You know, I wrote an article to the black community in terms of entrepreneurship to support, to get real money flowing. My point is, thank you for being a non-predator entrepreneurial coach to, to helping these folks. Because if we don't do it, we're going to lose America. Well, there's and no I- doubt about it. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, our, and Adam knows this, but my whole business model is if I think entrepreneurs here are surprised when I, I donate, you know, a couple hundred hours of time to help them figure things out on the front end. And they always, I have to keep reminding them, Hey man, there's no string attached. There are no strings attached here. I'm doing this because I love it and it's my passion and I make my money other ways. And yeah, if you want me to be an advisor, great, but that's not why I'm helping you. I'm helping you because I believe in your idea and I see your passion. And I think if, if this particular venture doesn't work for you, you're going to go on to do great things anyway. And I want to be there for that. So that's an entrepreneur. Keep the relationship. You know, build right. it right. That's right. So it's it's just good to hear like-minded people. I mean, the Adam's been great about bringing on folks who share this philosophy, and it's it's just been really fantastic. So kudos to Adam as well. Kudos, totally. Thank you, Adam Griggs. You're making me blush. <clears throat> it's uh, I'm doing nothing, man. I am just the connection point. See, my entire background <laughs> has been. I have seen the friction, the abrasion in business. I've seen the fact that people are predatory or closed off and segmented. And I think that's wrong and that's, that's impeding growth. So that's why we created Clarify was to stop the, the disconnect, the, you know, the separation of these business services. And we got everybody on the same page because people have goals and they shift and sometimes you're relevant and sometimes you're not, you know, right. and if you can't shift with them more often you're going to be not. So 
the point is, I just, I love bringing people on. And, and Adam Paul, I just, I got to say, man, your story and your talk today, everything, everything you shared was so positive and so powerful. Because in 2020, people just think that everything is dead or falling apart or going backwards. And it's not. There are people that are getting in the trenches that are excited because this is the moment they've been waiting for. Fate took yeah. them out of the corporate job they hated. They've got money built up and they've got passion and they're going to go after it now. And that's exciting. That's exciting to me and that's exciting to people like you. And I really appreciate you sharing that. Everybody wants to be in that Rocky movie and be Sylvester Stallone, but no one wants to take a beating. You got to take a beating sometimes. And that's the truth. And we're taking a beating, but we're going to come back victorious. Yeah. I, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the future and I'm excited for what you are doing with your team, building these businesses, putting together parts of America and, and including everybody, including everybody from every walk. I just, I love that. So thank you. There we go. All right. Thank guys. you. Sir. I, I appreciate you guys jumping on today. Let's, uh, let's close this out and uh, we'll get back after it. Adam, Paul, thank you for your time. Brian, thanks for the interaction and the conversation. And uh, if you guys have any other questions or anything, let me know. I will share everybody's information. Uh, if you're cool with that, Adam Paul. Um, yes, sir. With each other. And then uh, let's elevate each other. Let's, let's make it happen. Sounds good. Have a great day, guys. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye, Adam.